Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Karanorkas. The opening practice running for the 2020 British Grand Prix took place at Silverstone today, with the two 90-minute FP1 and FP2 sessions. Now, as I work on my post-practice feature analysis of the day's becking order for Autosport.com+, which you'll be able to read from Friday evening, I'm going to hand over to my colleagues, Autosport's technical editor, Jake Boxall-Legg, and Motorsport.com F1 editor, Jonathan Noble, who will guide you through all the big talking points of the day. Over to you, Jake and John. Thank you very much, Alex. And yet, yeah, I'm joined by Motorsport.com's F1 editor, John Noble. Um today um john you were at the first three races but you're now at home for this round how does it feel to be back in a little bit more of a familiar environment uh yeah i mean it was the first races were good it was all you know good fun to be there good fun to see it um but you know limited access and um three weeks away on the on the roads was quite hard in the end all the tests and the stress of making sure you didn't become positive um, and all that. And I think also good. So we've sent Luke Smith and Alex Kalinorkas up there this weekend. I think good for other people to see it, mix and match it. Cause there's only limited places. So uh, yeah, watching it back on TV again, but just good to get some good to get these races going, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's good for Alex as well. Cause obviously he went to all the way to Australia, uh, didn't see a single car on track and now he's actually been able to do that. So, uh, good for him. Um, yeah, his, and stat, we have his stats, his stats were quite impressive as Grand Prix editor. Cause I think it was three <laughs> Grand Prix had happened and, or four Grand Prix had tried to happen and he hadn't managed to get to any of them properly. So good for him to see a race start, but he's got to get to Sunday first. That's the yeah, key, exactly. 
I mean, it will still be August by then, but still. Um, <laughs> but there, there was action on the track. Uh, Max Verstappen topped FP1, and then Lance Stroll topped FP2 with a 1 minute 27.274 head of Alex Albon, who did crash out in that session, which we'll get into in a little bit. But it was on the other side of Stroll's garage that has been the focus of the news attention this week. Obviously, as we know, as we mentioned in yesterday's podcast, um, Sergio Perez has tested positive for COVID-19. Um, and as a result, Racing Point had the incredibly uh, rush job to get Nico Hulkenberg on board for, for this weekend and possibly the next race as well, depending on Perez's uh, emerging situation. Now, John, you've been keeping an eye on this very, very closely. Can you just run through the, the heck of a job that Racing Point has done to get Hulkenberg over to Silverstone and what he brings to the team as a driver of his calibre? Yeah, I think it was, it was all fairly last minute, really, for this this team. We'd, we'd always been well aware that you know there was a chance drivers could be forced out of a race if they tested positive. Um, teams have got reserves, you know, you know, all teams that either were ready to borrow a reserve from another team or have their own reserves. Um, and Racing Point had basically two Mercedes guys on reserve, Sofa Van Dorn and Esteban Gutierrez. Um, so when they found out yesterday afternoon, I think it was you know, half two, half past two, somewhere somewhere around there that. You know, it's a pretty high chance that Sergio wasn't going to be able to race. They had to think very quickly what to do. Uh, Van Dorn's in um, Berlin for the next Formula, preparing for the next Formula race. Uh, and I think the team felt Gutierrez probably not enough recent experience. So they wanted to bring in someone who, you know, knew the team, could bring some points. Nicker Hulkberg was a pretty obvious choice, really. So they had to phone him up, um, get him on a plane, uh, fly him here, um, do a, try and do a seat fit. Um, he had to do a COVID test last night, um, sort all the paperwork out. So it's a fairly, fairly intense night. I think they got to bed about two o'clock or something in this morning. And then I think this morning was another spanner in the works because um, these COVID tests, you can sometimes not get a not get a proper result based, an inconclusive test as Sergio first had. And I think Nico had that as well. So he had to go back this morning for another test, uh, did his test, waited for the results. And I think it was only 10, 15 minutes before FP1 that he was finally unleashed, ran across the paddock and into the car. I think it was in Lance Stroll's overalls and boots as well. So luckily for him, his teammate isn't four foot tall. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're quite similar heights. So I imagine similar shoe sizes as well. So he was a little bit uncomfortable in the seat during the session, during FP1. Um, but it seems he managed to sort that out. And he finished P7 in, in the FP2 results. So uh, as, a, as a first time out, that's not too bad, is it? No, it's good. I mean, sometimes people can jump into Formula 1 cars on weekends and it can be a total disaster um, you know you've got to get used to this environment so I think it says an awful lot about Nico who's come in very respectable the first day doesn't, hasn't really pushed the tyres getting to grips with everything and it's probably one of the toughest tracks to come in after so long away massive G-forces stepping into a car you've not driven before I and mean, it's probably a feels to him a fantastic car because you know how, how strong that racing point is so I'm, I'm intrigued to see how how good he can get this weekend and if he can put stroll under a bit of pressure uh, one thing i just wanted to touch on a little bit because i've spoken to a friend of mine who's a biologist and he sort of ran through what the general process is for a covid19 test and how because a lot of people are asking how you end up with an inconclusive result um, as Perez did uh, and the way it works they ha- it's done with something called a polymerase chain reaction and long story short what they do is they amplify um, the the genes that they test in the sample uh, to try and detect whether they've got two specific 
COVID-19 genes. Uh, an inconclusive test is usually when you have one of those, but not the other. If you have neither, then you're, you're negative and you're good to go. And if you have both, then that is a positive result and you then have to self-isolate and, and what, what have you. Um, obviously, um, because it's an inconclusive result, my friend reckoned maybe that... Um, because you know Perez is an athlete, it might have taken a while to appear in his in his system. Uh, he might have only contracted it recently. I don't want to speculate too much on that, but that's sort of like the, the general general background of it. Um, obviously, he's asymptomatic at the moment, and hope, but hopefully, you know, he recovers pretty quickly. Um, but do you see him taking to the grid at the second Silverstone race, John, or is that Hulkenberg's as well? I think it depends. There's a bit of an issue over how long the the quarantine is, because as of yesterday, the UK government changed the the quarantine time for if you show symptoms or positive to 10 days it was was originally seven but at the time Checo was declared positive it was seven so I'm not sure I think there's going to be a bit of a as often happens in Formula One they'll be reading the letter of the law down to the final comma and full stop to see if he's out for seven days or out for 10 days and also depends on his condition um so obviously we don't know how early into the phase of the virus he is um I think if they can get him out racing next weekend, they will try to do it. Um, but I think it's be quite a tall order to if he's going to come through this. But I think we saw with Jimmy Johnson had a he had a positive test and was very quickly back into negatives, so didn't hit him very hard. So it could well be that you know Czech has already you know had it, not showed any symptoms, and is coming out the other side. So you know could test next Wednesday and be completely clear. Yeah, well, we wish him all the best. Um, and P2 in FP2 was Alex Albon of Red Bull, uh, who also had an eventful session because he set his quick lap time. And then uh, midway through the session, he went off at Stowe, uh, lost the rear end, had a bit of a tank slapper and hit the wall. This is a driver that's come under quite a lot of speculation recently um, with regards to his place in the team and that kind of thing. Um, John, do you see this as a big dent for his confidence? Uh, I don't think a big dent for his confidence. I mean, it's a day of contrast, really, because I think Red Bull were actually quite encouraged by how things had gone this weekend. I think they came here expecting the worst. Um, you know, we see us since we've seen how quick the Mercedes is uh, on you know the straights in Austria. We saw how quick it is in the slow speed tight corners of um, Hungara Ring. I think we, everyone was braced for you know just how that car was going to unleash itself around Silverstone, but. Mercedes have had a bit of a bit of a inconsistent day, really. I think neither driver could get come through the balance. The wind was tricky. Red Bull threw a lot of new parts of that car today. I'm sure you've poured your careful eye all over them. Um, I think they're just trying to get answers, trying to get some consistency from the car. And I think the message from both drivers was it, it seemed a step forward. Um, unfortunately, Alex, there was this moment, uh, and we know the Red Bull's a tricky car. We know the drivers have had you know these issues where you'll get on the limit and then when it goes and we're seeing more of these crashes I think especially with these high downforce cars where you know drivers can lose it go to correct it and then the downforce bites again and then pitches them off so it's becoming a bit of a bit of a theme with these high downforce cars Albon had a 20G impact he went to the medical centre and he was released but um, I remember there was one thing that you wanted to discuss John which was um, the high rake and the high downforce cars um, and I think it's weird isn't it because there, there was this big philosophy that was touted as something that was so so strong for Red Bull, especially during the V8 days as well. Um, and this has never been something that Mercedes has gravitated towards. And everyone has held up the high rate design as this 
this this giant killer that Mercedes just hasn't done hasn't ever followed and it is you know it has won the last six championships so you kind of have to wonder are its merits really that great um i think when it comes to next season as well when we have the floor changes um it's it's going to be a lot more i think a lot of probably a little bit more difficult for these high rate cars to deal with because when you see these floor changes they're taking a big chunk out of the floor the diffuser is going to face a lot more turbulence from the rear tires um and therefore the engineers are going to have to work that out and if you have a lower rate car uh, sense would dictate that you're able to shield yourself a little bit more from that and I think the next year particularly those high rate cars are going to struggle um, it's interesting to see that Racing Point did gravitate away from that um, and Red Bull continues to persist with it um, luckily Albon is okay after that incident um, but it's quite a big one but just sort of generally on the session John um, it's, as you say it was a mixed day for Mercedes um, mixed day Ferrari for Charles Leclerc was up there but Sebastian Vettel had an absolute nightmare of a day uh, just run through his day I think yeah so Ferrari I think Ferrari probably expecting much worse than even Red Bull um, you know they know their car isn't good on the straights they know their car isn't good in the corners um, which is fairly um problematic combination um we'd come here with those you know remarkable quotes from john elkin saying they weren't expecting to get back to winning ways until 2022 so you know very low expectations now no one's expecting them to you know step up there and challenge mercedes or red bull they're, they're in that you know probably the front edge of that midfield gap but they need mileage they need understanding of the the updates they need understanding of you know where they've gone wrong with this car and it all went wrong for Seb. So first session, there was an intercooler problem. So he stopped early, um, didn't do many laps. Uh, I think got two down in the first session. Um, then the second session got going again. There's a problem with the pedals. Um, we saw him, you know, looking into the into the car and fiddling around himself, which is always a sign that a driver's slightly frustrated that if he's got to go and look at the problems and see what's going on, then uh, he's obviously not too happy with the job being done. He got out there, got out there again. Um, ended up 18th overall, um, just ahead of Magnussen and Latifi. But the car just doesn't doesn't seem there at all, really. I know, um, you know, Silverstone's always going to push these cars to the limit if you have a problem. But I think that the wind today, the really, really hot conditions, everything's just not very settled for Ferrari this weekend. Yeah, it's been a real tough season for Ferrari. Um, we sort of wonder if they're... they're new updates we're going to bring something to table when it doesn't really look like they have um as you know as Vettel said a couple of weeks ago they're not game changers uh, that engine is still a, a big problem who thought we'd be saying that this time last year yeah Ferrari's really really struggled this year um a few other points for though uh Carlos Sainz P6 in practice a, a solid day for McLaren um they threw quite a lot of new bits at the car Lalo Norris is a brand new helmet which obviously contributes a massive amount of performance to the car but yeah no they did have new front wings new rear wings um a bit of changes around the bargeboard as well but it's, it's been a sort of okay day for mclaren hasn't it i think they were they were struggling the wind i think both carlos and lando said the car didn't didn't particularly feel there didn't feel consistent um it didn't really like the hot conditions and i think everyone also a bit confused the red flag obviously meant that lots of people didn't complete their fastest lap on the soft tire because it came just at the time when people would be you know, making not a super low fuel run, but the the quicker of those quicker runs in that session. Um, so I think a mixed day. I think the other complication for everybody now is that tomorrow is going to be cooler, 
uh, and the wind's supposed to change direction. So it'll be interesting to see what impact that has. I think think there were some stats showing the cars are quicker down the Wellington Strait today than down the Hangar Strait. So obviously the wind's playing a wind wind's playing a big factor. And if that does turn around, then it's going to change everything. Very very hot, very very windy. Uh, I think the thermometer hit about. I think 37 degrees at the peak. Uh, it had fallen down to about 31 by the time F2 qualifying started, but it's been a massively hot day, even hotter than that swelteringly hot Austrian Grand last year. So um, it's been quite a challenge for a lot of the teams, but as you say, temperatures are expected to drop tomorrow. So what do you expect to see tomorrow? Do you, is it going to be business as usual for Mercedes? Do you see any of the other teams challenging, anything like that at all? Uh, I think... I wouldn't expect Mercedes to have a have a struggle, have a wobble. They've been so quick in you know all conditions so far. Their only potential weakness is in hot conditions, which it was hot today. Um, so you wouldn't have expected them to push hard today. Um, so they just had a bit of a wobble. No end of times we've seen them have difficult Fridays. Then you know there'll be endless work going on in the sim tonight. People pouring over data and they rock up on Saturday morning and hit the ground running. So I think it'll still be Mercedes to the front tomorrow but you know that words of encouragement from Red Bull that they feel the car's better here they feel there's a bit more performance in there so I think if they can deliver to their best because I think they've not had a weekend yet where they feel they've unleashed the full potential of that car then it could be a bit close and I think they you know no no uh, they're not dreaming of being able to overhaul Mercedes and you know lob those cars onto the front row but I think if they get close enough to them and put them under pressure and I think they feel that's enough because I still think there are some you know, small Achilles heels in this Mercedes car, especially on reliability. It's going to be quite an interesting scrap in the the what is essentially the front of the midfield. Red Bull uh, racing points seem strong. Stroll was up there for sure. Um, and if Hulkenberg can get up to speed as well, that would be quite a tantalising prospect as well. But uh, we'll see tomorrow. Cooler conditions for FP3 and qualifying. All of the analysis from today you'll be able to read in Alex Kalanorkas. I'm sure it'll be a wonderful Friday feature, as it always is, um, which he is uh, tapping away at now on his keyboard from Silverstone himself this weekend. Um, so I think now's a good time to, to hand over back to him. And uh, thank you very much. Well, thanks to John and JBL for their thoughts. And thanks to you for listening. Just before we go, we'd like to remind you that the latest issue of Autosport magazine came out yesterday and is available on the supermarket shelves and in newsagents, as well as on the doormats of subscribers. There will be a new issue of the magazine for you to pick up every Thursday, packed full of news, analysis and the usual stunning photography. And of course, if you want unlimited access to Autosport from the comfort of your home, visit autosport.com plus to find out how to subscribe to our digital package. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Autosport Podcast. Music is 6am by Trilo, written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com slash Trilo Music.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you ready to lose weight the easy way? Get Nutrisystem, the proven plan that's worked for millions, and it will work for you, too. You get your breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks delivered right to your door. Delicious foods that are ready in minutes, now featuring hearty inspirations meals that control hunger for up to five hours, high in protein, and bigger than ever. Exactly what you need to feel full, satisfied, and energized as the weight comes off. The secret is the Breakthrough science of Smart Adapt, personalized to your metabolism and created to help you break through plateaus. Get your plan for as little as $10 a day. Order Nutrisystem today and start losing weight right away. Millions of people have lost weight on Nutrisystem. You can too. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash new right now and get a special offer. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash new to get started. Expect to lose an average one to two pounds a week. Offer restrictions apply. See website for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.